Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Welcome back to Ciao Bella. Today I am standing in front of one of my favorite coffee shops in Rome, Cafe Sante Eustachio, in Piazza San Eustachio. And I said that so quickly because I also just had my morning latte macchiato with Federica Ricci. Ciao Federica. Hi, Erika. Thank How you for having me. Oh, well, thanks for having me this morning. I, you know, I love coming to Sante Eustachio in the morning. It's such an iconic coffee shop and I'm so happy because you know I've, I've I've become friends with Federico over the past few years and now I finally get to ask you all sorts of questions about the cafe about coffee about the history that um, I guess some are some are myths you're gonna break <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do it I'm really excited and really grateful I've never been on a podcast before <laughs> oh well good this is you're, you're the perfect person um, so let's give everybody a little bit of a background. Cafe San Eustachio is a historic cafe in Rome's Piazza San Eustachio. So first of all, this piazza, we're just behind the Pantheon. And as history says, there was, I believe, a Roman general named Placidus. Mm -hmm. And he was, he apparently um, came, was walking within this piazza and he saw a stag whose antlers had a cross in it. And so he immediately was like, I'm, I'm going to convert. But it was at a time when Christianity was not yeah. accepted. And so he converts. The emperor, I don't know which one it was, didn't like it. They try to kill him. He survives. He makes a church here. Exactly, yeah. Oh, and he changed his name to Eustachio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And according to the legend, this church was believed to be his house. Oh. That's why everything here is connected to his name. Everything. Yeah. And you know what's even, you know, what's even really cool that I love is that Rome has 22 rioni, mm -hmm. and this little sliver is actually called Eustachio. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think it's probably one of the, so rioni are tiny little neighborhoods, and this is a micro neighborhood in the very, very center by the Pantheon, and it has the name Eustachio. Mm -hmm. um, now let's fast forward to 1938, and what happens? Well, uh, first of all, we have to say that this coffee shop already existed before with a different name. It was called Coffee and Milk. Cafe La Latte. Latte. Yeah, uh, but then after the war, it was renovated and it became so modern for that time, of course. So this kind of furniture that you can see, the white and the ergonomic, like, furniture was so modern at the time. So if you walk in, one of the cool things is um, you walk in and the bar is on your left and it has this nice long curve, which was completely new, you know, innovative and off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> and another reason why it got, well, it was so famous also because it is one minute away from the Pantheon, one minute away from Piazza Navona, under the <laughs> Santiago La Sapienza, which was our first university in Rome in front of the Senate. And yeah, of course it was um, a very like, it was a beautiful place for politicians or even important people, VIPs to, to, to go and meet people. 
Well, it still is. I mean, you know, one of my favorite things is I, I walk, I, I walk this way from school after I drop my daughter off from school, and so. You know, it's fun to just stand around on the corner and watch. You know, you see the, the parents from school coming, and then all of a sudden you see the autisti, the drivers <laughs> yeah. for all the politicians, and they're all dressed in their nice suits. Then every now and then you start watching the politicians come in. You know, it's, it's a really nice passage of people. It is. We, we are lucky enough to see people from, to meet people from all around the world. So is it correct in 1938 this became San Eustachio? San Eustachio, yes. Il Café. And ever since we haven't changed a thing. And so you will never do because <laughs> it's my favorite signage. <laughs> we won't. Ever. It's uh, the just I mean it's 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 just enough to walk over here and see the blue script, this blue neon script on the door frame. But then the little yellow, but it says San Eustachio in blue, and I'm always every time I walk by rain. Nighttime, daytime, sun, it's just gorgeous. Thank you. So this is a historic cafe in Rome, not just because it's in such a great location, but because of the coffee. Yep. The coffee is delicious. And your family, the Ricci family, when did they become part of this? Uh, well, uh, my dad and uncle bought the place in 1998, uh, but they were in the coffee business already. Um, they were roasters, and my... And this is the sound of Rome, because we're standing <laughs> right in front of the cafe as we record this. <laughs> um, yeah, well, when I was a kid, everyone was asking me, what does your dad do for a living? And I didn't know how to reply, because I didn't know how to explain my dad is a roaster, but he also chooses coffee, he owns a lot of coffee shops. It was so confusing to me. So, can you tell everyone how to say a roaster in Italian? I would say torrefattore, but it doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> I prefer the word in English. <laughs> yeah, and um, my dad had this dream of buying this place. So, after years of, you know, dreaming, he finally bought it. So your father is Roberto. No, your father is, Rom is Raimondo, Raimondo, and yes. his brother is Roberto. Yeah. So the brother is. Before this, they, they were traveling the world for coffee? Well, uh, my uncle started traveling when he was really young. And how come? It's just, uh, I, I don't know how to define him. Is a very, um, when he wants to do something, he wants to do it right. So he started, you know, studying and tasting. Is actually my mentor. He is the one who taught me everything about coffee. He now lives in Brazil. Oh, wow. And from there, he can travel and he is the one who chooses our coffee. Because the important thing to say is that we import directly. It okay. means we buy in the countries of origin. And it's not something everyone does. And so just... Do you buy in the countries of origin, which means you're going to the small cooperatives? Yes. Yes. And he tastes the coffee, he chooses the one, because as you know, coffee in Italy is a blend. So it's like not only one instrument, but many instruments together. So there are many kinds of coffee in one blend. He chooses them in order to create the perfect um, taste. Mm -hmm. And yes, uh, my my dad also is is an expert, but he will never he will never tell you. 
Where? So he's so he's based in Brazil, but is he choosing coffee only from Brazil or? No, no. Well, mainly from Brazil, but also from other countries: Colombia, Guatemala, Costa Rica. We we only buy Arabica. Uh, I don't know if you already know the difference, but I I, I know a little mm. bit, but I'd love to know a little more. There are a lot of varieties, uh, but as you know, as for any other fruit, because coffee is a fruit. So if we think about apples or oranges, we have many varieties. But for coffee, the most important ones are Arabica and Robusta. Just a quick, you know, just the main differences are that Arabica grows best at high altitudes. It's milder and it's very delicate. Instead, Robusta, as the Italian word says, it's strong. It can grow basically everywhere. Well, I'm, I'm just not everywhere, but more easily than Arabica. Um, and the most important difference is caffeine. Robusta has much more caffeine than Arabica. Ah. The reason for that is um, very easy. As we said, Arabica grows best at high altitudes. And mm, caffeine is just a poison that the, the <laughs> it is. It's true. <laughs> Says the, the woman who owns a cafe. <laughs> it is. No, it is true because um, caffeine is just this poison that the plant produces itself in order to protect from insects. Arabica doesn't need that much caffeine because where it grows, there aren't that much there aren't that much insects because it's higher yes. altitude. Yes, and yeah. we actually are really proud. We say that our coffee is low in caffeine because, you know, one thing is coffee, one thing is caffeine. Some people don't understand that they can have just the benefits of coffee without the, uh, I don't know... Mm, the stimulants and, yeah, the, and stomach the... stomach pain, their nervousism or yeah. headache. Caffeine is what brings you all those so that's it so you source your your family sources arabica mm -hmm. you're sourcing from a bunch of different countries mm -hmm. i know you guys are going directly to the producers to the small cooperatives would this be considered fair trade because i know that's yep. a big a big thing in the world of coffee yeah it is it is and you guys uh, have always been fair trade is from what i understand we have always been fair trade First of all, I would like to tell a very brief legend. There are many legends about the discovery of coffee, but this is my favorite. It's about um, a goat herder named Kaldi, um, who basically found out that his goats were so excited after they had eaten these red cherries, because, because coffee comes in cherries, and he didn't know what <laughs> those cherries were. So he brought the cherries to the wise people and the wise people at the time were the monks. So this is how coffee was discovered according to one of the legends. Uh, what we know for sure is that coffee was discovered in Ethiopia and Yemen, which are the, yeah, the, the, the countries where coffee grew natively. And it is, it's also interesting to say that like alcohol or chili pepper, coffee had a long history of prohibition. It was outlawed. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. The, especially the church. 
didn't really like this coffee thing because like alcohol it can like it uh, has effects on your um, how do you say that libido yeah chance? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah until Pope Clement uh, the eighth oh wow coffee was considered sinful yep <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I, I know there are some people who still probably think it's a sin. <laughs> hey, have you had a chance to, with, with your uncle and your father, to visit some of Of course. Uh, usually I visit in January. And uh, of course I couldn't go last year because of COVID. But yeah, usually in January I fly to Brazil. And then with my uncle, we visit some plantation or other countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. So tell me a little bit. Okay, so your uncle, and obviously your father, but your uncle is the primary. He's he's the coffee yeah. bean yeah. man. So he's sourcing the coffees. Oh, this is the sound of Roman dogs arguing. <laughs> he's sourcing the coffees, the coffee beans. And then it comes back to Rome. Yeah. Well, actually, the coffee leaves from, departs from uh, Santos, which is the port of Sao Paulo in Brazil. And it goes to Trieste. Ah, Trieste. Yeah, Trieste is the main uh, port for coffee in Italy. It also comes from the south, but for us is Trieste. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, well, mm, you know, coffee came to Italy through um, trade, through mm -hmm. the merchants. So it's like Napoli. Especially uh, at first in Venice. Okay. But then, uh, not many people know that Trieste is one uh, of the main uh, ports in Europe, together with Hamburg. Uh, so yeah, our coffee uh, arrives there, and then we bring it to Rome. We roast it with the ancient uh, method, which is not very used anymore, because it's very slow and quite difficult. What's the ancient method, just to let uh, everyone it's know? With, uh, it, it involves wood fire. Okay. And um, we, we, you know, we, we keep traditions, so we still roast that way, um, trying not to, you know, n not to damage the coffee. Mm -hmm. And that's where my father is, um, uh, where my father steps in. Because he's the. Wait. Torrefattore. <laughs> he's the roaster. Yes, he is. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we, we basically follow all the steps from the searching, choosing, roasting, and serving. So how long, Just I'm just curious, how long does it take to roast coffee beans, do you know? Well, uh, it depends. It depends on, um, not all coffee beans can be roasted at the same uh, okay. temperature or time, because of course each, each one is different, but let's say around 20 minutes. The, the interesting thing to say is that, as you know, Italy is really long and from the north to the south we have many different landscapes or food or accents and this difference can be seen in coffee as well. If you have, if you go, I don't know, in Trieste and ask for an espresso, you will see that it will be so different from one you can get in Napoli. And there are a lot of reasons why it's, uh, it is that way, but basically in the north, 
the roasting technique is um, to roast the coffee a bit less. And in the south, they roast the coffee a bit more. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And it, it's, it has, of course, um, historical reasons. But this is something interesting because espresso in Italy is not always the same. It's not the same in uh, Puglia <laughs> as it can be in Milano. Well, you know, I mean, one of the things, so, so first of all, that, that's actually, I, I'm, I'm glad that you just said that because one, Sanustachio is known for being one of the best in Rome, okay? So, and people say, well, what makes it the best? And I mean, I have my, my personal reasons why okay. what makes it the best. I mean, <laughs> and I think some of it, you know, I'm also, I love, I love the yellow. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the signage. I love your family because they're very friendly. So that also helps. Thank you. <laughs> and the taste, the t you know, my, my husband Darius would say what he loves about it is the, he, you know, he, he loves the taste of the coffee and the fact that when he gets an espresso, it's always in a warm cup. Mm -hmm. So for him, that's it's that. really important. That's very important. For me, I like that you also, that when I come here, and this I wanted to ask you, is that mo most of the time, like, I, 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 I never take my coffee sugared mm -hmm. except when I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Many people do that. And, and I know that's somewhat of a tradition with Cafe San Ostacchio. And I'd love to ask you, what do, why do you think you guys are the best? And what's up with the sugar? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we are the best. I can say we love our job. And um, our coffee is special because, first of all, we really um, care about the raw material. So the, the coffee, where the co coffee comes from, who works for that coffee, um, how much those people get paid for the coffee. And then um, I would say here, we, Mm, it's like a big family so we work with such um, yeah with such love I would say that I don't know if we are the best but for sure we have fun <laughs> so um, yeah our coffee is really mild it doesn't cause as we said before all those bad um, effects from effect, caffeine effects and of course this place has so much history so I think it's all together and regarding the sugar, it's funny that you said that because so many people uh, tell me, like, I never drink coffee, but I drink coffee here or I never have sugar in my coffee except here. when I'm here. Uh, the sugar thing is um, actually has, um, it's funny because it started because, you know, the, the thing where we have sugar now, it's called zuccheriera. Mm-hmm. I don't know the word in English. Um, the sugar holder? Maybe. <laughs> so The they, sugar pot? <laughs> yeah, sugar pot. They didn't exist when we opened. So the baristas had a very large bowl with sugar. And in order to be faster, they asked, do you want sugar in your coffee? Yes, no. So this tradition, as every other one, just stayed. And that's the reason why we asked before. But of course, it depends on, like for me, I cannot have uh, sugar in my coffee. Oh. It depends, of course, it's personal taste. But it's funny because many people tell me that. Well, it's funny. So I, in the wintertime, usually I, I get a latte macchiato because uh -huh. I, I like to have like milk and coffee mm -hmm. and I normally never have sugar, but I will have it always here. <laughs> like it's, it, it has the right balance I know. for me. Yeah. Whereas normally anywhere else, I'm always like, no, absolutely not. Um, 
And then if I have a cappuccino, again, like I, if, like I, I don't actually really like cappuccinos as much as I like cafe latte. La Latte macchiatos. Sorry, there's like a world, and actually, <laughs> so many. <laughs> actually, this is this is actually a great segue into what you have because um, the menu here, when you walk in, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge, and it has some things that um, you know. A, a lot of people, when they come to Italy, you know, I think coffee culture has expanded, and just like you're saying, coffee is different from Trieste to Napoli. Yeah. Um, and, and coffee outside of Italy, people, you know, people are used to their flat whites and their yeah. cortados and all these. But there are certain things here that, that, as far as coffee is concerned, that you might not have seen. And also, there are certain ways that we drink our coffee in the wintertime versus in the summertime. So one of my favorite winter treats... <laughs> <laughs> I I am a sugar freak, is the monachella. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to tell everybody what the monachella is. Well, um, not many people know. Well, it's funny because many people from abroad usually come here and they're like, Hi, do you speak English? Well, a little bit. I would like to order a cappuccino. And that is funny because cappuccino is not an English word. It's an Italian word. And it means a kind of priest. So my dad, uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, he usually was experimenting and he was always, taste this, how does this taste or what do you think about this? So we, uh, on a Sunday afternoon, invented the monachella, which is the female version of the cappuccino. So let's, let me just tell everybody why the cappuccino is cappuccino. Supposedly, mm -hmm. because the cappuccino monks, they wear all brown, but they exactly. have very short hair. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of see the lighter dome. And so a cappuccino kind of reflects the stylistic attributes of a cappuccino monk. So it, the monachella <laughs> is yeah. the female yeah. version. Monachella is just espresso with a bit of um, milk foam. Um, Sorry, not milk, milk foam, but uh, cream, whipped cream. Whipped cream, yeah. And uh, hot chocolate. So in winter, I totally agree with you, it's, it's the best. <laughs> and they serve it. So it's not just, it's so you have to imagine um, a clear espresso style cup. So smaller yeah. than what you would like a coffee cup, a cappuccino cup. And you see, there's, it's dark on the bottoms because it's the espresso, then mixed with the hot chocolate, and then on top is this beautiful, by the way, it's it's Italian whipped cream, which means it's not super sugary. It's yeah. just freshly our, made. Our, our whipped cream is without sugar. And it's so good. And the other thing that I want to say is that one of my favorite things that you can do at any bar, but I love coming here to see, is if you come in in the, in the wintertime and you ask for hot chocolate, there's the machine that keeps turning it. Well, uh, we have actually they do the they make the hot chocolate themselves. Mm -hmm. No machine is involved. The oh, machine that the? you see is for the mousse, which oh, is for the is the cold one. Ah. yes. And uh, well, well, the thing about this place is that if you come in winter and you ask for a granita, which is ice and coffee, we have it. And if you come in the summer and you want a monachella, we have it. It's not a problem. <laughs> we always have it. But um, I, I want to uh, I want to add something um, about what what we said before. We we didn't actually say that in Italy we we all drink espresso, but this thing is just Italian because abroad we know that the most common um, 
way to drink coffee is filtered coffee. Right. So when people from abroad come here, of course they want to taste espresso, but the first reaction they have is, oh my God, it's really strong. So first of all, it's important to say that this, that strength has nothing to do with caffeine. It's just the arom aromas that they can taste. Uh, in one espresso, you can have more than 800 aromas. Oh, wow. More than wine. So, yeah. And um, uh, that's why we basically created some recipes that can be, you know, more easily <laughs> well that can play with the different aromas yes so what's so one of the things because i i try not to be a traditionalist and get the same things all the time but i can't help it <laughs> um and so i was looking on the menu and i saw the moretto yeah what's the moretto moretto is something you can find everywhere with different names it's usually called in rome it's usually called um marocchino it's the marocchino. Yeah, which for people that don't speak Italian, uh, it means a person from Morocco. Morocco. A small person from <laughs> Morocco. Yep. Yeah, and my dad didn't like the word. Uh, he thinks uh, he thinks it's kind of racist. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to change it, and he came up with Moretto, which means someone with brown hair. hair. Yeah, like me and you. <laughs> <laughs> So, so can you tell everybody what's in the Moretto? Of course, it's espresso again, milk foam this time, uh, and cocoa powder on the top. And that one you you can find everywhere, but with different names, macchiatone or. Well, how about the um, how about the tiramisu? Yeah, well, uh, that is confusing. Because we all know that tiramisu is a pastry, is a, a, a sweet dessert, dessert right. yes. But here it's espresso with whipped cream and cocoa powder. And I know oh. you, I know one of your favorites is Romeo and Juliet. Yes, which you introduced <laughs> to me, which is the summertime version? Yeah, it's basically the summertime version of Monacella. So it's cold coffee mousse, cold chocolate and whipped cream. So that's, that's what I was wanting to tell everyone. So a lot of people say to me, oh, do you drink your latte macchiato in the summertime? Do you drink your cappuccino? And I, and I don't because there's <laughs> a lot of fun things that you can drink in the summertime. You know, you, so you many know, options. It's, it, you know, a lot of people say, can I get like ice with my coffee? And I say, get the shakarato. Yeah, of course. Which is one of my favorite. I love the way, I love the way you make it. I love how it's served. You know, it's, it's cold espresso shaken. Shaken with ice. Yes, yes. And do you, do you, is it zuccherato here? Or can we, you ask? We asked before uh, because, of course, the sugar doesn't really melt in cold drinks. So we asked before. Um, and the same for frappe, which is similar. Yeah, what's the, I, that's one thing. So I've had the Romeo and Giulietta, which mm -hmm, I love mm -hmm. because of the chocolate mm -hmm. and because of the cream. Um, but I did see the frappe, and, you know, I've never had that here. Frappe is, is usually with milk but we don't put milk. Okay. Uh, we try to avoid it because many people cannot have it or don't like it. So frappe is just coffee and ice again. And if you want sugar, it is just different from the shakerato because it's blended and okay. not shaken. Oh. So you will have it more foamy, I would say. Oh, I'll have to try that when it yeah, gets a little bit warmer. 
It's not. It's. Not, I'm not quite ready for shakalaka. No, we are not. <laughs> You're wearing a sweater, and we're and we're in April. <laughs> Too cold. <laughs> um, I have another question. I one of the things that. Um, a lot of people always ask me when they come to visit me in Rome, what should I bring home as a souvenir? So I walk them over here <laughs> because I I always, in, in fact, if I don't come home with the grani, with the beans, or with the, the ground coffee, um, many people in my family get very upset. So my, <laughs> my suitcases are loaded with coffee and they smell great. I always wonder if like the, the you know, the police dogs are like, what is this woman doing? <laughs> but, but. I always tell people this is this this for me because it's it's such a Rome experience is such a great gift. But um, but there's a lot here. So the first thing I wanted to ask you is when and I, I also get my daily coffee. Like I'll get the busta from here mm -hmm. and bring it home and make it at my house. What are the different kinds of coffees that you have? So we, first of all, we only have one blend. One blend. This okay. was a choice. Uh, we only have one blend, which is 100% arabica, which is not really common for espresso. Usually for espresso you need a blend of made of um, Robusta and Arabica. For some reasons, I don't want to go too deep in that. Um, so we only have one blend which is balanced. You can use it for espresso, you can use it for your filter coffee, for your mocha pot. Um, and for those listening, mocha doesn't mean something with chocolate. It's just the mocha pot, the thing we use to make coffee. M-O-K-A. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but we have so many things, chocolate with coffee, coffee beans covered with chocolate, whatever you want, truffles. Well, you can, you can get... You can get beans you can get ground coffee can yeah. you can you come and get the can you get ground coffee for the mocha or ground coffee for the, the filter so you can get the different grinds of the of coffee of course um, and one of the things that um, another you know i'm i'm not <laughs> I, I am a mocha person i don't know Me if too. i would ever buy like an espresso one of those capsule things but <laughs> i couldn't believe it because well first of all i just want to tell everybody that the packaging is like this beautiful yellow thank that i love thank you thank you and you have yellow capsules we do there's a <laughs> how long have you had them for i'd love to hear the story uh i don't even know a lot of years um the story is funny um well we all know the espresso machine we all know this brand we all know the, that, I mean, it's huge. But uh, the story is funny because the, the man who created, who invented the Nespresso capsules, is a Swiss in engineer. He's a Swiss engineer? Yeah. Oh, that, uh, I did not, that I did not know. <laughs> his name is Eric Favre. And he was here once with his wife because his wife is keen on coffee. So they went on a, on a trip around Italy and... Uh, they came here, tasted espresso, and they were like, oh my God, it tastes so good. So they asked to the barista, how could you make such a good espresso? And the barista back then, it doesn't work here anymore. It was kind of rude. Okay. And he replied, I just pushed a button. So this Swiss <laughs> man, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he said, from this reply, from this answer, I had the idea of creating something that everyone could use at home just pushing a button. And I mean, it's genius. So genius. And um, the, the thing that comes from an espresso machine cannot be called espresso. 
it's not an espresso, of course, because the temperature is different, the bar oh. pressure, the grams, it's, it's totally different, but it's really close. So many people don't know uh, that espresso is only the, the drinks that come out from an espresso machine. Oh, wow. This one. You got, what kind of machine do you have? Do you have a Chimbali? No. We have Chimbali. Is there are many good brands, Marzocco or? Mm -hmm. But we, we we chose this one because we work a lot mm -hmm. and we work every day and we need you know a, like you know it's all, uh, the same with cars. There are good cars, but you cannot run fast with them for. So this is a very good machine and. Um, yeah. So. Um, so you were saying that that you that technically the coffee that comes mm -hmm. out of an espresso is not because of the the temperature because of mm -hmm. the gauging. It's not actually an espresso. It's not. What I would, would say it? it's. Uh, everyone calls it espresso. I would prefer to call it a Nespresso. Yeah. So I'm gonna it, have a shot of Nespresso. Yeah. Also because in Italian when you put the N, it's like a negation. I see what you're so saying. So it's not an espresso, it's something close, it's an espresso. Well, this is just me. Everyone calls <laughs> it espresso. Everybody loves Cafe San Eustachio. Or San Eustachio Il Cafe. Yeah, that's, right. that's how you find it on Instagram. Um, can, we find, how, can, we, can we find your coffee online? Of course, of course, and I'm really happy to receive orders from all over the world. I'm, I'm really, really happy that people were supporting us so much during the, you know, the lockdown months. It was great. We, we were really happy about that. Well, what I love, I, I want to tell everybody, um, and actually I should, look, I should look on the right side, because when you enter on the right side are the, the, the pretty coffee cups. Um, what, well, here's what I what I try is like my special gift to people is I love giving the Eustachio coffee cups because it's like you can pretend that you're having it at home. So yeah. and, and yours are beautifully designed with like the, the thank you because you know, I, I love it. My whole family like one broke and then everybody got in a fight over who broke it because nobody wanted to be blamed. But we you know those are so it's not just it's not just coffee. It's not just um, the capsules. It's not just um, the chocolate covered beans it's it's a it's a whole culture and and actually by the way i should mention that sometimes um i'll take my daughter here for coffee and she's like i don't drink coffee and i'm like i know so you can have a bomba <laughs> so you can get pastries here as well now my question for you is you said you don't drink coffee with sugar so what's your coffee in the morning i usually have espresso in the morning with my dad we usually wait for the other to come before having the espresso and when we fight, we everyone understands that we had a fight from how we drink espresso. Oh, really? Because we always drink espresso together and have a little conversation. And when we don't, it means something <laughs> has something, happened. Something's up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, espresso is my go-to in the morning. And then um, I like to have espresso after lunch. And I can have a filtered coffee or a mocha uh, in the afternoon. When it's really hot, like July, do you have coffee? Yes. It stays the same in the morning, espresso. Hmm. But I can have something cold, as you said, chiquerato or frappe in the afternoon. So I, I can't in the morning have a hot coffee in the summertime. Why? I just, it's like a... 
too hot? It's too hot. It's like a mental thing. It's like I, I feel like I'm just. It's just gonna be too hot. So you that's can add some ice cubes <laughs> to your mocha. I have to have a shakarato. I'll have like a. Sh I, and I started trying to make my own. You remember you saw the video? Did you see the yes, video? Yes, yes, of course, <laughs> like, of course. That was great. It was good. I mean, I've. I've it's more fun for me to have somebody else make it because, <laughs> because I never get the sugar right. <laughs> Corretto, which uh, could be translated literally as corrected. Corrected, But exactly. it means with just a little shot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. In Rome, there is this there was this tradition of, of having co cafe corretto after lunch. Now it's not that common anymore, uh, especially because people are afraid to be judged <laughs> if they have alcohol. But um, well, what kind of alcohol were they putting in it? It depends, especially Mistra here in Rome. But whatever, uh, you can choose. And yeah, I, actually, I like it. Oh. But since I'm at work, I try to, you know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really good, especially when it's cold. I wouldn't have it when it's so hot in the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it gives you a little boost. I don't know, energy boost. But in the summer, I don't know, it's too much. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I've 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 never I've never had a cafe corretto. Really? No. <laughs> because because I also I forgot to tell you, I, I'm I only drink the only time I'll drink an espresso is like I'll drink it like once a year and then I put so much sugar in it. Because What? it's like <laughs> I don't. My my mom my mom drinks five espresso in the morning, okay, and three before she goes to bed. And I think I wow. just I think because my mom loves it so much, I can't do. It. I just like I just think it's insane. So for me, I can't have like like the espresso. So I'm, okay, one day I'll come in the morning. I'll, <laughs> next week, if it's still a little chilly, I'll come after I drop off my daughter. We'll have a a cafe quarter. <laughs> I'll try it out. It's a deal. Well, your mom. Wow. The World Health Organization published a report four years ago about caffeine and basically if you are a, a healthy person like we know diabetes or something um, and if you're not pregnant you can have 40 uh, sorry 400 mg's of coffee milligrams oh. of, of caffeine every day which means for our espresso it's 10 oh because it's low in caffeine as we said before but for like let's say commercial or most common uh, coffee blends it's half oh wow so it's like five five instead of ten yeah but that is funny because when i go to trieste with my uncle and we have a lot of coffee tastings and i while i taste i think i will i will not sleep tonight but instead after the tastings the cuppings i'm so sleepy so on the train back i usually fall asleep wow you crash I, i don't know i crash it's like maybe it's an opposite effect after a while i don't know it's the same for your mom yeah it could be <laughs> you guys you built up such a tolerance too maybe it's in your blood <laughs> too much coffee in your blood Who knows? so you're the next generation um do you have any is there is there a I know you, your, your father invented the monochella. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about inventing a coffee drink? Well, not really about coffee drink. The fede. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what is 
nice about this is that it is a coffee, it's a family business. So everything you mentioned, the cups, the packaging, the to-go cups, we all do those by ourselves. So the design of everything, we don't have like someone wor working for us. So when you, for example, said you liked the cups, I was really proud because I designed the cups. And the same for the packaging. So I haven't invented a drink actually, but I have fun with the with the design. design. Yeah. Oh well, you have a big fan because I really love it. It brings a, it, it it brings a big smile to my face. I'd love for you to tell everybody how they, aside from coming to the Pantheon, walking behind the Pantheon to Piazza Sena Eustachio, how can we find Sena Eustachio? I mentioned Instagram, mm -hmm. which is Santa Eustachio Il, Il Café. Yes, and I'm the one replying to all the messages, so I'm really happy if people, when people write. Um, so just say, hey, Federica. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I didn't want to start uh, to, to, to have Instagram. My brother insists, and now, honestly, I cannot live two days without it. It's a lot of customers, right? And you know, it's it's a community now, so it's really nice. Well, you know it. You have so many followers, and yeah, well, they can find reach us via email, whatever website. What's your website? It's www. It's really hard to explain santeustachioilcafe.com. And that's where we can also find your e-shop, your yeah, e-commerce. And I'm going to share all of that. Um, I'm, I'm going to detail all of that on my website so people can find it. But um, it's real, it's, I know it's hard to spell, but eustachio yeah. <laughs> is, once you spell it, E-U-S-T-A-C-H-I-O, once you, once you get that, it's like, it's really, really easy. But I'm going to share with everybody where they can find it so you can have a little bit of roam in your kitchen. You can all say hi Especially to Federica. now that people it's, cannot travel. Yes, once you all can come, you can come here. And actually, that's the last thing I wanted to tell people is that there oftentimes is a line, a long line, which is great, but they have very fast counter service. The other thing is your hours are great. Tell everybody your hours. <laughs> you mean from opening? In, um, yes. In, in, we open at 7.30 in the morning and during normal times, so not now because we have to close at 6 now, PM. at 6 p.m., we are open until 1 or 2 a.m. And it's great because there have been many times, like in the winter time, actually one of my favorite things Darius and I love to do is we'll go out to dinner, we'll walk around, it's about midnight, it's kind of chilly. Maybe there's like a little bit of nebbia, and then we come here, we get a, a coffee, or I get a hot chocolate. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know this place is open. You know so it's open. It has this, it's gorgeous because it has this glow, like the, the blue and the yellow glow <laughs> at nighttime. I mean, it's really, it's a great signage, but it's just, it's, you, yeah, you're right. You know it's open and you can always come here. So thank you so much no, for, you. for this morning and thanks for, thanks for having great coffee. I can't wait to come back and we'll have our coretto. <laughs> Deal. <laughs>
If you're interested in learning more, visit their Instagram page at Sanustakio Cafe. I'm going to spell that out. S-A-N-T-E-U-S-T-A-C-H-I-O-I-L-C-A-F-F-E. And make sure to leave Fede a message. And to get your own taste, visit www.saneustachiocafe.it. Again, it's all one word, S-A-N-T-E-U-S-T-A-C-H-I-O-I-L-C-A-F-F-E. It's a lot to take in, so why don't you just head over to Ciao Bella, visit the page, the podcast, all about Sana Eustachio, and you'll find all the links there. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao, bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Disc to Disc Studios, the producers of Ciao, Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great.